You're listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. Yes, it's been a while. What? I'm getting looks already. I haven't even started here. Um, <laughs> we are here for yet another podcast. I'm joined by regular Kieran McMahon, the technical director of the club. And special guest in studio, we have the executive director. Yes? Are you the executive director? You are. This other, is your other, home. Otherwise known as Ed. Otherwise known as Ed. Ed don't is say a, that. No, People might call me that. <laughs> no, they won't call you Ed. Come on. Really? Missy's email address is ed at kaisa.net. So people, when they don't know, they just say, hello, Ed. Oh, wow. That's pretty crazy. That's not great. <laughs> hey, it's been a while since we've had a podcast. It's been about a month now, and it's been crazy. There's been lots going on here at the club and uh, all kinds of things that, uh, you know, that just happen at a club. And there's times when we won't get a chance to do the podcast every couple of weeks like we'd hoped to do. But, uh, you know, on, on we go, and we soldier forward or something like that there's something. there's something so there's something there. there's something there i'm just babbling now because i'm using we're using new equipment new equipment not the old stuff old stuff would be real easy to use this one's been a little bit more difficult anyway um we'll start off with our usual roundup that we have for the tech side of things tech talk a little bit of what's been going on in the club and how things we're getting close to a wind up now so we'll, ch- we'll chat about that a little bit later but uh, kieran what do you think of uh how things are going, both select-wise and, and community-wise. Wonderfully. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. That's <laughs> it. Okay. Thanks for coming, folks. Hey, no, no it's, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a busy month. We hosted our uh, 56th Slurpee Cup. No, 44th. You can jump in, you know, and let us know. 44th Slurpee Cup. <laughs> I want to let him guess first. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, for, it's 44 because I think, I think myself and the Slurpee Cup are the same age, so... Uh, is that correct? 44th? I don't think so. What? Uh-uh. No, Wait, it what is. is it? What do you think it is? I, I believe it was the 42nd annual because uh, we no. missed a couple years because of COVID. Oh, yeah, I see. No, that's, that's, see, that sucks because the, the tournament gets younger. COVID gets you every time. It does. Literally. <laughs> so we just celebrated our 42nd uh, iteration of the Slurpee Cup. Uh, quite happy with the numbers that we had coming in from... Um, uh, Alberta and across BC. Um, as with our select programs, our community programs have been uh, going full bore since uh, since late April, and uh, and they're in their routines now, and they're coming into their last couple of weeks of of, of play. Um, so it's been positive to see and, and and work with the coaches and you yourself. You've been out on field working with our, our community coaches yeah. on a regular basis. Um, our initiation program uh, coming through as well. So uh, that's that's been running pretty pretty nicely, pretty smoothly. And uh, unfortunately, we've had to deal with a inordinate amount of rain. That's a rarity us, around here, though. Everyone's month, been yeah. telling me that that the weather's not. Don't get used to this. You're telling me because <laughs> it's usually not like this. Well, you brought the rain down. <laughs> How did I bring the rain? I mean, although I have to say, June and July in Alberta, in particular the Edmonton regions, usually fairly damp. Yeah, fairly damp. Well, usually it would be plus thirties here by now. So oh my, no way, plus thirties yeah. yeah. uh, by in June, mid-May. Wow. Yeah. We were we were approaching the heat dome at around maybe a week from now last year. That's that's insane. I, yeah. Well, I guess I'll, I'll get a chance to actually see this for myself eventually. Um, not sure if it's <laughs> going to be in August or July when it's going to smack us, but I'm sure it'll it hit us soon. I wonder was last year um, sort of an anomalous year because it was a uh, was it an El Nino year last year? Does anybody recall? Anybody can think. I don't know about that, but it was definitely an anomaly. Yeah, for sure. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Too cold. Too wet. We don't like too that. much smoke. Too smoky. <laughs> See, now that's the other thing I haven't really. Um, well, we had a little bit of that in Alberta, where you had the the fires from, and this was a while back in Fort Mac when Fort Mac got hit by the fires really badly. The smoke drifted down, and game cancellations, and having to be indoors all the time, and that was pretty hardcore. I felt for those people that had to deal with it, and I'm, I'm assuming it was the exact same thing around here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not, we're all we're all just yes, nodding our yes. head. 
That's usually well, we had we had we well we had we had four. We had one on each kind of quadrant around Kamloops, burning for most of the summer. So uh, it's just unfortunate that there were some fairly close ones, um, you know, and then. Uh, Lytton uh, obviously was a big issue, and then um, Monty uh, Monty Lake uh, too being close to home, and um, yeah, we just kind of got socked in. It tends to sit here in the valley a little bit too. Oh, okay. um, we would schedule and plan our days based on where the wind was, where <laughs> the the amount of uh, analysis that had to go in based on fire locations and and wind expectations to decide whether we could be out on field or not uh, was... Um, that seemed to be the new app of choice, too, was the um, the gauge of what the air was going to be like, the air quality. So everybody had an app. Oh, and, <laughs> and, 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 d- yeah, and discussions between different user groups based on what should we be using to uh, be consistent. We're using government, some people are using purple air, which has sensors down by field level and... We're all dealing with different member populations. Yeah. We're dealing with three, four, five-year-olds up to 17, 18-year-olds, adult soccer out there in like 75s uh and like thick ash in the air just playing because ah, they don't care. <laughs> Most of them smoke anyway. And it's the sidelines watching adult soccer is pretty humorous at times. Um so here I am. I've jumped in with a whole bunch of really bizarre stuff for you and right in the middle of your uh your tech talk, but the things are going well as far as the club's concerned. And we've got a few things coming up um, uh, that we can talk about in, in a minute or two. I want to go back to the success of the Slurpee Cup because um, I've, since I've been here, you, Missy, have been working diligently at making sure that it functioned, it went well. Not that the rest of the staff wasn't somewhat helpful. But uh, you definitely was. Something. <laughs> what was that, that laugh? No, he rolls his eyes I'm when he says my that. Because I know I'm new. I wasn't so helpful at all. So um, other than being there to to you know direct people and to give the odd announcement and things like that, but uh, it was it was well received and and the the word that I heard from a lot of the you know participants was fantastic jobs. So. Yeah, you know, it was really good. I, I will give a quick shout out to Mark Bell. He did a lot of work with the scheduling. Oh, um, right. Thankfully, I didn't have to do that piece. Um, we did have a couple of teams drop out last minute as well. And the the changes to the schedule, it was nice to have someone else there to support and, and help with that. But the whole staff did a great job over the weekend and it was very successful. We had 102 teams participate this That's year. Awesome. The weather was great. Yeah. Uh, all the finals went really well, and I think the only thing we were missing was a Slurpee Cup truck. Well, there we go. That's that's something that Slurpee can hopefully invest in for next year is bringing that Slurpee Cup truck in. Yeah, Seven Eleven has one. <laughs> I, just having the um, just having the amount of kids that walk up to myself, and I know yourself, and I'm assuming everybody that was a staff member out there was getting questions. Where where can we get a Slurpee? Where can we get it? And you know, on site would be fantastic. Totally, especially when the weather's nice like it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a quick question. Have you ever had snow during uh, Slurpee Cup? No, it's not Edmonton, Darren. No, I know. I'm just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just leaning towards that. I'm just recalling times in both. Snow in May April, in Edmonton. Yeah. May, June, yeah. getting snow. Apparently, from what I've heard, every month has had snow there. But anyway. Not um, here. <laughs> fantastic result then for the Slurpee Cup. Happy. Uh, had some people that I had dealt with from... Alberta when I was there and their teams came and uh, really really enjoyed the tournament thought it was fantastic good competition um, just a great event for them um, so yeah very very pleased with the way it went and they had happy. some success too uh, yeah well, they won they won one of the divisions yeah, it was did. nice you snuck in the back of one of their photos <laughs> I saw that photo bomb on the day of uh, well it was, was perfect. It, it happened to be a team that I had actually worked with while I was in Alberta so I did sneak into one of the photos and photobombed it. <laughs> you got to do that once in a while. Every so often, you got to photobomb stuff. I don't think they minded. No, no, definitely not. Um, got a few things coming up. Uh, everything from, you know, the, the wrap-ups that are going to happen. But let's talk first about the, the, the tryouts for prep. Uh, that actually happens, and by the time people hear the podcast, it will have happened. It it happens actually tomorrow. 
so um, I could have corrected you on the write out here, but we don't okay, have tri- no. we, we don't have tryouts for prep. So prep is our U eight nine ten program. It's it's open to anybody who's got an interest in participating at, at a higher level. Uh-huh. Uh, that is our academy training program with our professional coaches. Um, we do have our evaluations coming up for uh, our U eleven twelve thirteen program. Uh, our select program at that level. So those players are. 11, 12, 13, those players are on teams that play across the region, the Thompson-Okanagan region, uh, with our U13 and older teams qualifying for Provincial Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have tryouts for those. We have evaluations. There is a distinction between both of those. Tryouts presumes that there's a team and you have to make the team. Uh, evaluations, we take the player pool, we assess the talent and the interest, and we determine how we move forward with that player pool from there. So sometimes that means uh, two teams, uh, sometimes it means three, sometimes it means blending age groups together. Um, so that's, how, that's what we go. We have uh, that process for the 11, 12s and 13s is on the go um, in the coming weeks. Uh, we do have a try it out day, um, which is just a sampling, a sample day for players who haven't been involved in the select program and want to come out and just see what it's about. We've got some existing select players and existing select coaches there. Um, we run them through a bit of a training session. We have a bit of an info session. That's actually happening uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which will be after this this podcast comes out. But uh, that's our attempt to get those those who are interested and curious and not quite sure to come out and sample it before they commit to coming into an evaluation process. Now, I, I know it's uh, most of them have to sign up for that. Uh, those purposes just to let us know what numbers are like. Do we have an idea of... The yeah, we, we've we've got around we've got around forty for the try it out day, oh, okay. uh, awesome. coming out to sample it, and and um, uh, we have some existing select players who've signed up for that, but the ninety percent of them are all brand new, um, and that's across multiple age groups, so that's that's, uh, that, that, that's good. And then we've got a lot of new names who've already signed up for the evaluation process mm-hmm. for the eleven, twelves, and thirteens. Uh, our fourteen plus fourteens to eighteens, their evaluations are in the fall. Um, and those are majority returning players. You get a couple of new players coming in from the community or they've moved to town uh, coming into that. So that tends to be a bit of a different process because uh, their teams are typically carrying forward. Um, but at 11, 12, and 13, there's uh, we're really looking at player pools. What do we have in, within those player pools? Um, and trying to get them all coming out through an evaluation process now when they feel most confident with their soccer abilities yeah. and uh, and sorting that out so we can get them into, if they're interested in doing additional training through the fall and the winter, they can get on board of those programs knowing that they're part of the select program moving forward or that they're a reserve player uh, and they want some extra training or that they're deemed not to be quite ready yet and, and maybe that's lit a fire in them to really focus on improving themselves mm-hmm. uh, and they can come into our programs and our pathways that way too. Yeah, it's been a week of fun for me uh, I've, I've been through Missy uh, handing me these uh, information sheets and flyers to to get out to the 10s, 11s, and 12s as best I can to uh, hand them out. And last night in particular was interesting because it was pouring rain and handing paperwork out to coaches on a sideline was <laughs> was totally fun. But they were all great. I, I, I Even just watching some of the matches yesterday in the pouring rain, these young, young ladies playing... Uh, not a cry about the weather and just getting it done, getting out there and playing coaches as well on the sideline. It was great to see, really great to see. So I'm, I'm hoping great success for the, uh, the tryout day tomorrow or the, the try, try it, try, out, try it out day. Yeah. Yes. And then the evaluations coming up. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is great. Um, so that's the, the prep program, which leads into the select program. Um, as, as well, on the community side of things, we have our wrap up coming up. Missy, have you got some things you want to let us know about in regards to the wrap-up? Yeah, it's it's coming up on the last Friday of June, so Friday, June 24th, and it is for all members of our club. So we're going to do our best to bring together the initiation program, the Community Spring League, and the Select program, players and coaches, to just really celebrate the community that we have at KYSA. That's awesome. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I, it's got nothing to do with hot dogs or anything like that. I mean, oh, there's no food for staff. No <laughs> no food for staff. Well, the, you guys enjoy that uh, weekend wrap-up there. Uh, it followed along with the barbecue that they we're putting on on the Friday. Um, we have like a, a jamboree of sorts or a, a wind-up sort of play-down. It's, yeah, it's our Earl Wild Memorial Jamboree. Um, so it's it's... 
Uh, Errol Wild was a, a member of the association, did a lot of work in, in the community with uh, with youth soccer and that, and so it's it's um, named after him. Uh, it was uh, part of our fall program when our spring extended into the fall, but since we've uh, removed the fall season and compressed everything into the spring. It's it's become our wrap up event, mm-hmm. um, and no, it wasn't in the fall, was it? It was no. Oh yeah, this was before Missy's time. No, it was actually it was an event in June, um, but we we since we compressed the season, we we decided to make it our wrap up event, our wrap up. Not tournament, but jamboree event for our teams. They come in, they play a bunch of games, um, and it just it just bookends the uh, the season along with our icebreaker event in in April. Uh, it gets the players a few more games, um, medals, presentations, those kind of things um, from the coaches. And a lot of teams do their wrap up barbecues uh, on the Sunday there as well. So um, we we try trying to make that weekend a big event. Like an event, yeah. yeah. With our with our with the with the um, the barbecue on the Friday, uh, and so then teams are free on Sundays to do their own personal things if they want to. Um, but it kind of puts that nice kind of stamp to the end of the season. That's awesome. Uh, um, we're all looking forward to it. I can't wait. We're going to take our first break here on Blaze Soccer Talk. Uh, we hope everybody's enjoying it. And remember, if you get any ideas, if you have any thoughts, anything you want to know, we're here. Please, please let us know here at the offices of the KYSA, and we'll be. Yeah, sure to try our darndest to, to make it happen. What, what's our phone number, Darren? I have no idea. <laughs> I've just got here, man. It's, it's been, what, not even two months yet that I've been here. It's getting close to two months at least. I at least have a place to live now. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and love the trains that go past my window every night. But, you know, other than that, it's been fantastic. <laughs> Uh, anyways, you are listening to uh, Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. We'll be right back. Kamloops Youth Soccer would like to thank its sponsors, Forward Law, Chop Leaf, and Pizza Now. And welcome back. You're listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. Uh, Karen, you having a good day so far? Wonderful. <laughs> You're just the king of the one-word answers, aren't you? And Indeed. Yes, Indeed. Yeah, there we go. Missy Cedarholm, how are you? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? I am very well. Missy is the executive director of the club here. And um, yeah, I just wanted to touch a little bit on, on your background within uh, the sporting world. And uh, you actually have a, a, a very long stay, or you had a long stay with Kamloops Blazers Junior Hockey Club here in the city. I did, yeah. I worked for them full-time for six years, and prior to that, I volunteered with them. So I was there for a total of 13 years. Wow. That's, well, I mean, it's awesome to be part of a, a, a program or a club that long. That's, uh, that's quite exciting. And I, I'm still part of the club. I, I was going to say, <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably still a staunch uh, follower of the team. And Absolutely. Were you devastated, like everyone else in the city? You know what? No, because I think they played very well. If okay. they would have played poorly in the end to lose, I would have been. But no, I think they played very well. They came up against stiff competition, but yeah. the team's still looking very good for next year. And I'm very excited that we're hosting the Memorial Cup. That is exciting. So for those of you that have lived under a rock and don't know or are listening from outside of the country, um, the Kamloops Blazers is a junior hockey team here in the city um, playing in the WHL, uh, Western Hockey League. And uh, perennially, is that a word? Per- perennially? Per- perennially. There you go. Perennially. There you go. That word that uh, Kieran just said um, are usually a quality club that plays extremely well throughout the season and always ends up in the playoffs or at least a, a pretty staunch ride to the Memorial Cup, which is going to be in the city next year. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. That's amazing. I, I won't be looking forward to trying to work at the same time as go to the games, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, now, what time does the Memorial Cup actually happen? It's, is it the end of April, kind of into May, or is it beyond that? Is it like the NHL where they're still playing in June? This year it's a little bit late because of the late start to the season, but I think it'll be end of May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's right in the middle of our own season here at the you bet. soccer club. Oh, yes, the fun continues. 
And the, the Camus Blazers are not to be confused with the Camus Blaze. But they do have no, the same exactly. colors, yeah. blue and orange. I just went from one to the other. I think you're in good hands then coming into the colors that uh, you're used to. Definitely. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome, Missy. And, and the work you do here is beyond, uh, oh, beyond the amount of work I've seen many people do. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that's... Every executive director I've ever worked with or seen has worked diligently at their at their job, and um, I just I don't I don't, I don't want to say I don't envy it. It's I envy the person and their capabilities of working as hard as they do. I just can't believe how much work goes into being an executive director of a club. Yeah, Missy Missy does a phenomenal job with um, uh, with the plate that's being put in front of her, and in, in terms of. Supporting the club and finding new opportunities for uh, growth and revenue streams and sponsorship and partnerships and all those kind of things. Missy's got a very um, uh, fresh perspective when it when it comes to uh, to how we can grow our association uh, in the community. Which is awesome. Well, thanks. I didn't realize this was going to be such a nice chat today. <laughs> Maybe we'll get you on the podcast more. Maybe, we're, we're, hey. We're, we're all looking for raises. So. Yeah, yeah, you're looking for raises. If you want me to keep coming back, you got to say something nice. Yeah, I've, I've been here not even two months yet. I'm, I'm looking for nothing at the moment. So That's good. Yeah. Um, but uh, not to say moving along, the next topic we were going to sort of touch on was the, the summer programs and kind of what's in store for that and I know between the both of you I'm, I'm sure we can come up with some uh, some of the thoughts for all the people out there as to what is happening during our summer yeah so uh, you've got here summer programs what's in store I've added what's in store on the shore wow right North Shore our programs usually centralized on MacArthur Island this is the new blurb that uh needs to be put out but that's anyways because i'm very cool so <laughs> he tells himself that uh, well I, and i'm laughing just because of the way <laughs> he, he says said nice it. things about me and then i make fun of him say, see how that works yeah, <laughs> i have to say kieran is pretty cool he's helped me out immensely over the last little while here and so is so is missy as well so the, and that's the whole thing i for me anyway i'm a, i gosh i'll go on i'll go on Tell so, us so you're, you're gonna ask us what's What's in store on the shore? There you go. So coming up with, uh, with the Association for our summer programs, we've, we've got uh, two summer camps, uh, which we're looking at uh, running, one in July, one in August. Registrations are already open for that. We've got numbers coming in. Uh, and that involves, um, we have our community side of things, so the more recreational side, and then we have the, the bit more focused striker camp and goalkeeper camp. Uh, for those those players that are a little bit more um, uh, driven uh, to to challenge themselves a little bit further, uh, then sandwiched between those two weeks, uh, that camp week in July and that camp week in August, we've got four weeks of our summer academy, uh, which is just once a week uh, practice play sessions um, for U threes all the way up to U eighteens at the at the community and select level. So we have that going on, and then. We do have our special event. Maybe you or Missy want to talk about that. A are we bit allowed more? to talk about it yet? I don't think we are. Okay, uh. so we're mind you, when this is heard, I don't know. You see, that's it could be we could start we, to hear this next week. So we might, we I, might be able to. But uh, I guess I mean I don't know. I'm looking at the smile on your face like we could Cheshire Cat our way into it, but uh, you can cut it. Wow, no, I don't want to edit it. I don't want to edit it. Or we just don't put this up until. We just don't put this up. Well, I mean, then then there's other... It, t- it takes you three weeks to get it up anyways. It does Ooh. not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting slow. Slammed. blow. When, the last one, when did the last one go up? When did it go up? Three weeks ago? No. Yeah. No. What do you mean, no? When did it go up? Like, like last week. No. It went up before then. Anyway, I'm going to look, but now we're going to look and and see when it actually went up. So things were edited. Things were ready to go (laughs) again, not wanting to do any sort of harm or damage. When did it go up? Thursday, May 26th. Oh, so that's 15 days, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Well, wasn't last week. (laughs) Cheeky. You know what? Um, Yeah. So 
We'll get this one up in the next week. Is that okay? <laughs> can I say that? The next week, we'll get it up. And, you can and, say that, but and, now you have to meet that deadline. Well, I, I can meet the deadline. It's a matter of us coordinating and just being able to get it on the website. That's the tougher part. No, it's not. I like how this is a whole conversation that people are listening <laughs> and they don't even know and when every, it's being recorded. Everyone out there are like, yeah, we don't care. Why don't you talk about We're rooting for you, Darren. Yeah, thanks. So DW here has got his work cut out for him to try and sort things out. Um, so anyways, there might be a special announcement. There might not be. We don't know until we know, but then you'll know. I think we do know what's going to happen, but it's, it's, we're not allowed to say anything until things are confirmed uh, by them. So... So, so people out there who know who my landlady was in Alberta <laughs> might have some semblance of thought as to what the fun time could be um, for the club. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that sounds scary. It's fun times with Darren's landlady. It's fun this times is now exactly with what this landlady. Uh, it's if they know who my landlady was, then they know the whole thing. Look at this. Listen, this hedging and. Working around the outskirts of what this is all about. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so the, the summer season, summer programming here is, is quite fun. There's no leagues or anything that go on during the summer. Um, and I know during the fall months, and if you want to touch, well, we could, we could preview that in the next uh, segment. But um, is there any type of play down or not play down, but uh, any type of games that go on during the summer or summer is strictly, we run the academy for a short period of time so people can take time off and enjoy their summer to some degree? Yeah, the, yeah there's, there's, there's no league play. Uh, we, we don't, uh, I, I believe Kamloops Youth Soccer Association has tried that in the past um, many, 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 many years ago. Uh, everybody, the, the weather's too nice. It's too great. Um, we, we do have our summer classic, which has been scheduled in August the, the previous few years. Um, we had to cancel in, well, obviously, for obvious reasons because of, uh, of COVID and then um, smoke in 2019. Uh, or when was our inaugural one? Was that 2018? We ran it in 2019, yeah. taking it over from Salmon Arm. Yeah. And then COVID canceled 2020, smoke canceled 2021, yeah, yeah. and we aren't going to run it this year. Yeah, it's just just the uncertainty with the with the smoke situation and P and teams traveling in from out of town and everything like that. It's just it's the, the logistics are for cancellation are quite heavy uh, with that. Uh, and, and just the time of year, as you were mentioning, I mean it's the it's holiday time for the most part. People think of the summer as time to take holidays, although that's well, I mean not so much with COVID being around, but you know, in, in the past years prior to COVID, people were taking holidays at any time. I, I, I recall being at the club I was at in Alberta and you get people in the middle of the year, right in the middle of the season. Oh, we're going away for two weeks to Hawaii or we're going somewhere else. Terrific for, mind you, if you're... It's freezing. There. I was going to say... They need to get away to <laughs> warm up. If you're living in Alberta, it's a little bit different, of course. Um, it gets cold here too, though, does it? And people go on holiday here too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they do. Do you find that during the the fall programming that uh, a lot of people uh, beg, more beg off? more more December January? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so a lot of February around um, family day and spring break. Um, so summer we we our programs are set up. They run midweek. They run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings for the academy, um, and uh, they're set up in such a way where. Um, we, we work with player pools and we know some players are away from time to time. And, um, and, and so it's, it's, it's flexible. Okay. Uh, it's not like you're working with a set team through the summer yeah. that their experience gets negatively effective, affected if 40% of their team doesn't show up. We've got player pools. We can blend player pools together, give opportunities to some kids to try um, out to try to, to, to train with the, the group older or the, the, the higher level group or support players coming up into their environment too. So it's, it's, it's very, it's very flexible that way and, and facilitates a lot of player engagement and player, player development. Yeah. And I'm finding too that, uh, or understanding now since I've been here that what goes on here on the Island changes quite frequently as far as fields being closed down and, and not being able to use certain areas of the park. And uh, 
I guess that's just something everyone's gotten used to here. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of asking the question as far as usage goes and, and being able to facilitate a summer program. Are, are we sort of put into specific areas that we're allowed to we, train on? Do they close the park down during the summer months? Or? We need to find a way to get Ultimate to play on the baseball diamonds. That's what we need to do. Oh, uh, they, they close the park down before events come up okay. to make sure that the fields are in tip-top shape for those. So they closed two weeks prior to Slurpee Cup. They'll close two weeks prior to Provincial Cup. Which and, we are hosting. Which we are hosting the boys, yes. That's awesome. And then they will also close two weeks prior to the August Long Men's Invitational Tournament. Um, so and they have the over 55s too. And then the over 55s. So, yeah. So it's, for each one of those they, tournaments, they'll close the place down? and They will close the facility and they will prepare the fields to be in prime condition. You, you you came down here with FC Edmonton in 2014. Yes. Uh, in the summer, during their summer break. Yep. Yeah. That, you, uh, D- Darren just turned around and looked at the <laughs> looked at the photo that's hanging on the wall behind us just to double check the date. <laughs> I, I was looking at the date. There's a there's a photo on the back wall here of the boardroom, and it's and it's a picture of well a bunch of board members and people from the KYSA, and then a game of uh, all star KYSA players. Um, playing against FC Edmonton. So you, you played out here on field two. Correct. That field was shut down for a month for that game. You're kidding. It shut down for a month. The weekend, the game was on a Sunday afternoon. That weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the field was mowed four times and vacuumed four times. The cross hatching in the grass, it had a different it had different pattern in the eighteen yard box, different pattern on the playing area, different pattern in the center circle. Uh, it was pristine. Your boys came out of the bus walking down nonchalantly as as those pro athletes like to think of themselves, <laughs> going into the changing room, and one guy broke off from that line of players and walked over to the field just to check it out, and you could see him stop and double take. And then he bent down and touched it. And he turned around and ran back to his team and says, guys, it's real grass. <laughs> it's real grass. And the whole team broke off and ran over to the field. And yeah. those, are, those are adult professional athletes <laughs> ecstatic to play on the field here. Well, I mean, because you're talking of a group of athletes that are stuck on turf the entire time that we you know, pr- prepare for our season. The home field is on Clark Stadium in, in Edmonton right next to commonwealth stadium uh a smaller field and it's uh it's bad turf (laughs) it's bad turf well the point i was getting to darren was we did such a good the city did such a good job with this grass nobody believed it was real no and and that's uh that's a quality thing so when i remember that day and how excited everyone was for a the facility how quality it looked um you guys were great hosts um, and when, when you guys met up with us and, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic time. I really enjoyed it. We, we stopped here on our way into, uh, where did we train then? I think we did a bit of a camp in Victoria. And so on our way through, we stopped in here for a night, um, to, to play against Kamloops and to see the facility. It was awesome. Awesome time was had. So. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks, thanks for talking. But yes, the, the city shuts down the island yeah. to, to put the make the put the fields in pristine conditions for the world. The world to see, and Missy loves it when they close things down, right? I don't love it when we have to move things around, but I do love the quality of the fields that they provide. So it's give and take. It is a give and take, and that's speaking of give and take. We're gonna take our next break. Eh? Eh? I might get no. Never mind. Uh, We're going to take our next break. You're listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. We'll be right back. KYSA would like to thank its sponsors, Forward Law, Chopped Leaf, and Pizza Now. And welcome back. You're listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. In the final segment here of the show, show number three. Go ahead and throw it out there. Numero tres. Yeah, wow, that's fantastic. Do you have a, some sort of version of the number three? I thought he was going to say the third inaugural. Yeah, that's, what I was, that's what I was hoping for, but you disappoint. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. I'm kidding. Kidding. 
He's Let's, your mainstay guest. You might want to keep him happy, hey? He is the mainstay guest. We're, we're looking forward to, we were just actually talking in the break here about some of the different topics that are out there within our sport. Um, and yeah, hopefully there'll be some topics coming up that'll be uh, really worth getting your teeth into. I only wish we could have an open phone line just to bring people in on the conversation. And, and in particular, Mark Bell, who we'd love to have on as a, as a co-host as well. He's always so busy and unable to get here during the time when we record. So we'll try and work that out as well. In my new suite, we're trying to set up another podcast sort of uh, lounge area uh, within, within the building I'm living in. But we'll see. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. I don't know if it will. I'm, I'm thinking probably not. But anyway, uh, it, it's a fun thought. It's a, you guys just leave me hanging. Okay, I'll just babble. Um, I don't want to interrupt you. No, no, no. <laughs> we actually want to go on to um, Provincials. Uh, we are hosting the boys' side of the B Cup for Provincials here in the lovely confines of MacArthur Island. Yeah? Um, what's that looking like, Kieran? Well, it's a tournament. Uh, it's the Les Sinnott Memorial B Cup Provincial Championship. Okay. Uh, it is the B Cup is the third tier. Premier Cup is the top tier with BCSPL. Then there's A Cup and then B Cup. And so um, the top teams from around the province uh, will converge here in Kamloops for July 7 to 10. Um, there are eight teams, per, eight teams per division. They're in two groups of four. Uh, they have a four-team round robin, so they play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then that'll determine their seating in their group. Uh, and then the top in the A group and the top in the B group will play off for gold and then bronze and then uh, fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth. Yeah. Is that more like a seating thing towards the end there? Just uh... Uh, it, it is. It's it's everybody's guaranteed four games, uh, and yeah. uh, teams are traveling from all over the province. Uh, com coming here to Kamloops, uh, the girls are being hosted in Burnaby, uh, but you're getting teams from Kitimat, from Creston, Nelson, the Island, Nanaimo, Victoria, uh, Lower Mainland coming, Prince George coming in, coming wow. here to Kamloops. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, are you prepared for it, Missy? Are we still in prep mode? We're in, in prep mode for sure. Uh, it's definitely something I haven't done before. So it's a learning experience. Lots lots to put together, but we're looking forward to hosting, I think. And I guess it makes it a little bit different too, because if you're, if you're hosting your own event, it's just you and your staff that you're dealing with. Whereas I'm, I'm sure a provincial event now, you're dealing with a BC soccer as well as the club and, and then the people all around with regards to facilities and hotels and all that fun stuff that goes with it yeah definitely it's a little bit more more of a process to deal with all the different parties but it's nice to have our teams play at home and i'm sure the boys will like to to play in front of their families and, and sleep in their own bed at night too so well, that makes a huge difference going into these events i mean some of the events are, are great we're more tournament well this is a tournament but less what am i what's what am i trying to think of here it's less uh, less pressure i guess um, when you go out in the road and you end up in a hotel and stuff, it's all fun and games. And you're at the tournament. You want to play well, but it's different when there's... It's a provincial championship. That's what I mean. That's, now all of a sudden you're putting a little bit more pressure on the player and the athlete that the athletes that get to sleep in their own beds probably find it a little bit easier. I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's... Um... I, I have... Uh, I've always traveled away to events with teams. So hosting and, and I make sure the team is in the same hotel, we're on the same floor, uh, team players are room together and they're chaperoned by uh, myself and the coaching and management staff of the team. Um, and I like that. It's a controlled environment uh, when the players get to stay in, in home in their own bed. There's no control over what's going on at night. Are they going out to the lake in the afternoon? Are they coming in tired the next day? Oh, that's uh, true. So there, there is there is some challenges to that that yeah. uh, uh, hopefully our coaches and team players can be prepared for. That it's not just a game on Thursday and a game on Friday and a game on Saturday. It's There is prep before and during and after and uh, expectations uh, and even even team bonding and things like that so you can lose some of that if you're not 
planning that week. It's not just show up at the field, but plan the week out. What is the team doing together? Are they having a breakfast, uh, taking a walk, and then playing the game, or and then uh, decompressing after the game in some team social environment? And what does that look like, and how does that go? So that's that's so spot on. It's for some. I, I have not been around a lot of teams that have gone to this type of an event uh, for quite some time. Um, so yeah, there's certain things you forget about as a, as a youth coach, um, as a pro coach, you're always prepping your every travel, every bit is every hour, is every something. hour is something and it's all worked out and planned out to, to the nth degree. Um, but yeah, on the youth side of it, you sort of, at least for myself, it's now I'm back into this. Although I was part of a youth club, it's, it was different. I wasn't on the, you know, having to worry about the teams and the preparation of that team. So, yeah, that's, that's something I never even thought of, you know, yeah, there you go. write it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write it down. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming Missy, you'll be planning all those things for those teams, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll just add that on. You know what though? I hadn't really thought about that. So maybe we should be planning those things out. Well, I mean, I, I guess you, you wouldn't have to plan it out for the, for, for the girls side cause they'll be traveling and hopefully it'll all be thought of anyway. But, uh, that's, that's a very cool thought. Um, added value for the teams that are staying at home. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah. And there's been, there's, there's a lot of different ways to look at it too. Uh, I've worked with, um, coaches who went away to, uh, to, to provincials and to nationals actually. And they didn't, they wanted to rest their team. And so they wouldn't let them do anything. They'd just stay in the hotel and had to stay in their rooms with their feet up and things like that. And they just got, they got numb. Yeah. Um, and they lacked social bonding and, and uh, I mean, with teams that uh, we went to Super Y League finals down in Florida, and that is a seven-day event. You are playing six out of those seven days if you make it all the way through to the final. Um, and our team did. And <laughs> the night before the final, we took a trip to do a, a dinner on the beach somewhere, and it ended up taking us far too long to get there. Food took far too long to come. Uh, getting pressure from the parents. The kids need to go home. They need to rest. They need to rest. Check in with the captains. Like We like being here together. Worried that they'd be too tired, but it bonded them. Uh, going into the final, it bonded them, and they gave that extra little bit because they were giving it to somebody that they truly cared about mm -hmm. rather than um, feeling rested but not mentally pushing that extra that extra yard yeah. uh, to get there. So there, there's different perspectives of everything, and um, it's... Uh, a, a team that is bonded will perform very well. And you're actually starting to see that with the, that's what John Herdman does so well. Yeah. Right. So I, the, the organization level is there for sure. Um, but the team bonds under him and it is very much about the person and the people. Uh, and uh, teams can outperform Canada's 38th in the world because of that. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of it for yourself as far as equating it to, uh, what you've seen in the WHL and, and a lot of the team performances and things like that. And, uh, I'm sure you've seen it over the years with them because they've, they've made it to championship games, Memorial cups and things like that. So not in my time, they have not in your time. No, uh, 13 years though. That's 13 how long it's years. been. Oh, yeah. That, really? Like 1996 or something. Was last I, I haven't, uh, I mean, I follow it, but not as much. You'd hear it. You know, when I was living in Vancouver, the Giants occasionally hear things about what's going on there. But you'd always hear, even there when you're in Vancouver, you're hearing how well the Blazers are doing, how well, you know, that club, you know, they just flourish all the time, it seems. But I didn't realize it had been that long since they'd uh, actually gone, gone that the, far. The whole way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. 95 was the last Memorial Cup. Wow. Okay. So it's when it when you have a storied franchise though you get talked about Missy and you have that three. reputation. <laughs> I was seven, thank you. <laughs> Come on, but wow. I certainly wasn't invested in it at that point. No, no, of course not. So yeah, no, I I haven't. But I think it's it's just like you speak of with the, the professional soccer teams. It's always preparations. Yeah, yeah. They're always preparing, and you don't think about that from the youth side. But now now we've got an extra task to plan for. Yeah. No, that, well, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, last topic for us. We're going to maybe a little bit of a preview of the fall and winter programming that we've got uh, coming your way and, and uh, coming up. Any, any sort of thoughts you want to sort of preamble with as far as the winter and fall programming? 
Miss, Missy's giving me dagger eyes right now because I haven't finalized the, the full programming yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I, but, uh, just, no, no, be, no. It'll it, be up by the end of June. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah, it out to our it, membership it'll, it'll be before up, they're done. It'll be up, it'll be up shortly. And um, a six-week program in the fall, uh, midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We kind of give you a pick a day um, that works with you and your schedule. It's great for families with kids of multiple age groups and things yeah. like that. Um, so we have our community academy that's occurring at that time. And we have our select academy that occurs at that time as well. So um, so there's there's something on offer for everyone of every ability and, and drive and desire. Uh, we also have our... our Sunday scrimmages uh, for our players as well. <clears throat> and with the select program, uh, the select academy, we do try to uh, arrange some uh, exhibition series with uh, teams from out of town. So we'd either travel to uh, Quinnell or Penticton or Kelowna and teams would converge uh, or we host here and teams teams come here and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we form teams out of those, those players who are participating in the academy at the time. Uh, in the select academy at that time, then a couple of weeks off, and then we move into our winter phase. And we have two phases in the winter. We have six weeks before Christmas, and then two weeks off, and then six weeks after Christmas. Uh, and so that's three phases of six weeks, and uh, we operate it in such a way that you can pick and choose what works for you. So if you want to do all three, sign up for all three. If you can only do one, sign up for one. Uh, if you do part of one, you, we can we can certainly try to accommodate that as well. So we try to make it instead of tying you into you must do all. 18 or 52 or 75 sessions uh, you can kind of pick and choose what works for you uh, and uh, and um, yeah and then it still allows you to go off and do your other activities and uh, spend your other time with the family we, tr- we avoid long weekends as much as we can yeah. uh, we avoid Fridays and and Mondays as holidays tend to land on those days and it, it just keeps the program nice and consistent uh, for those participants so you know what I, I just hearkening back to what you were just saying there about holiday times, they do fall on the Fridays or the Mondays all the time, the holidays. It would be horrible if they always landed midweek. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, it's a holiday on Wednesday. I'd love to have every Wednesday off. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> That's great. Break it up. I just think it's the multiple. Well, I mean, we're in a sport where you're on the go all the time. There is no switch off. Um, I love the fact that this club has that switch off button and everyone, you know, albeit when you're supposed to be switched off, you, you aren't always switched off. There's still things to think about, but uh, I love the way you guys push that agenda as far as, you know, no, no, you need time off and you take those times off, which is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, people don't know they're missing. They, they don't know... Um how busy they are until they have that that downtime and and uh, they burn out from doing it too much yeah i've seen that happen many a many a time just when you just keep going you think you can keep going and like you said it's <laughs> you get to a point i think i had gotten to that point in alberta uh, a couple of times and uh you don't realize how much you are doing until oh, yeah. until it whacks you on the head yeah well this is this is i mean i've been doing this 27 years now right and and um working with some clubs down the coast it is eight days a week yeah 13 months a year and you realize you're working with some teams consistently you realize they have had two weeks off from soccer in a year uh they had one week off in the summer and then they had one week off at christmas and that was it oh no they didn't even get that off because one of the parents wanted to do a kickabout on on new year's day and so we brought all the kids out and they don't they rarely get seven days off uh from a sport and they're training three days a week and playing games every weekend and and go 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 and <clears throat> some of those players did very well they made they got a uh, NCAA division one partial scholarship so they're still paying 30 grand a year right <laughs> uh, and then they made the U20 national team and they played for a season or so and didn't get too many games and now they're just like everybody else just working full-time doing other stuff and, and things like that so um, we're actually finding that less is more for a lot of the players that um, when you do it too much, it dilutes the quality of the time that, that they're on field. Uh, when, when you find that right balance, then you maximize the time that you have with them. They maximize the time that they have with you because they try harder and they work yeah. harder. Uh, and they've got more time to experiment and play on their own. Uh, and they, they get that freedom to be a little bit more creative. And, and we find soccer is a late development sport. So a, a lot of these players aren't really going anywhere until until after puberty. Uh, and, and so... 
and even then, once they've physically matured and, and uh, you're seeing players are getting more opportunities and more success by taking the foot off the gas a little bit yeah. rather than pushing the pedal down. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's, I mean, that's a subject in itself that we could probably have an entire podcast on, just the, the pros and cons of time off for, for players and, and taking that break from the sport, playing other sports. I mean, you know, the infamous... Uh, interview with Wayne Gretzky that I always see you know a hockey guy and I harken back to the hockey guy but his was like as soon as the season was over no it was baseball it was soccer it was multiple sports which just lent itself to them being better athletes in the long run well I I mean the thing the thing with Gretzky was technical skill but but his ability to see the game was was his his strength and and with the players going that go year round and they do all the special stuff and the extra stuff they're great athletes, but they're not necessarily seeing the game better. Uh, and so being able to, to break out and play other invasion sports um, and, and seeing it from a different perspective or, uh, you know, what are the similarities in terms of the principles of play or even just doing, just doing separate sports and, and reading or reacting and making decisions in those environments, whether it's baseball or tennis or uh, mountain biking and working on your your visual acuity going down a hill very fast that plays a part in developing your brain and your your information gathering and decision making processes to, to read a ball coming through the air and, and time a jump and everything like that so um too much of the same it becomes uh it, it becomes what's what's the when um it's nothing new anymore and so you stop assessing it the right way mm-hmm. and and you tend to stagnate so um so so that 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 um opportunity to go and do other things is Hugely, hugely encouraged yeah crucial well you know what? we're gonna wrap things up there uh for yet another edition of blaze soccer talk, blaze soccer talk. <laughs> um missy thank you for coming on board the executive director of the kysa ed thanks for having me <laughs> no worries uh appreciate don't it. call me ed <laughs> uh, don't call me late missy dinner. don't call me ed cedar home <laughs> Uh, Kieran, thank you as always for, for, for being the co-host here on the show and uh, helping us get things done. Yeah? It's, it's co-host now. Okay. You've always been the co-host. I, I had no just, idea. Yeah, see? I, I thought he was thought just the regular guest. guest. No, no. You're not a guest. You're a co-host. Oh, wow. Three, three podcasts in and this is what I get. I get a promotion. <laughs> the pay is the same. The pay is the same. Exactly. <laughs> uh, in fact, I have another couch to move. So let's... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, listen, thanks for listening to us uh, babble and uh, talk uh, talk shop here about uh, the KYSA and all other things soccer related. So from us to you. Ciao. I, uh, ciao. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you again. Um, yeah. Cut. Play soccer talk. Cut. Cam Loops is own <laughs> soccer talk podcast. Now I'm just, I don't know how to get out of here. It's like I'm the, unplugging uh, the mic now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's one of those bad exits. Anyways, folks, hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. 